Imagine if you could sit down at your desk in the morning, piping hot coffee in hand, you could pop open your laptop, double click on a document on your desktop that says life plan, so you could check on what's happening this week, this month, or even this year. Well, I wanna help you create that plan. Let's spend five days together making a roadmap for your future so that you can live all the rest of your days on purpose. Yes, you can own the future that's coming your way. The five-day Own Your Future Challenge is absolutely free to join, and I've got a spot with your name on it. Don't let another week, month, year, or even decade pass you by without owning the vision for who you want to become and the impact you want to make while you're alive. This is five free days of learning from incredible world leaders, helping you to uncover who you truly are and leading you to craft a roadmap and set goals aligned with the future meant for you. This is important. Join me and other amazing global leaders and experts to help you own your future starting May 11th. You can join right now for free at jennaschallenge.com. That's jennaschallenge.com for the five-day Own Your Future Challenge. I can't wait to see you there. You're listening to The Gold Digger Podcast, episode number 241. Instagram. It is my favorite tool to connect and engage with people. It's my first handshake with thousands of potential new customers, and it allows me to share my story and leave my legacy one square at a time. I truly, truly love this app, but can you say the same? Or maybe it just causes you more frustration than joy, or you're stuck with this posting paralysis and tired of battling the dreaded A word. I mean, algorithm, of course, but Instagram is one of the most covered topics on this very show. And the top 10 list of Gold Digger episodes is always dominated by our Instagram episodes. I've covered how to beat the algorithm, how to batch your content, and the secrets behind my most liked post ever. Gold Digger's expert guests share their own tips on how to become an influencer, what it's like to build a business with and on Instagram, and the real behind the scenes of the photos that we see in our feeds every day. Now, today's show, it's a compilation of all of the best Instagram advice we've ever shared on Gold Digger. This is the holy grail of Instagram. It's going to be my top tips and tricks, plus expert advice from guests all in one place. Instagram is always changing. And so I've even gotten some new tips from Christy Lawrence, the creator of Instagram scheduling's tool plan that we use here on Team Jenna Kutcher. Think of this episode like one big review, a refresher course on all things Instagram with new ideas to add to your Instagram toolkit too. To find out what kind of Instagrammer you are, take my free Instagram quiz that takes all of 45 seconds to complete and get a hold of tips and tricks and resources to help you rock the gram, whether you're the queen behind the scenes, a total lurker, or the star of the squares. Head to igquiz.com and take my super fun Instagram quiz. Oh, and all of the episodes featured today are linked at jennacutcherblog.com slash best of Instagram. So are you guys ready for it? This might just be my best episode yet. You're listening to the Gold Digger Podcast, where we firmly believe that work doesn't have to feel like work. Self-made millionaire and marketing guru Jenna Kutcher will help you redefine what success looks like. It's time to hear from the experts. Listen in on honest conversations 
and learn the best tips and tricks that helped others pave their own way and craft their dream career. If you're ready to dig in, do the work, and tackle your biggest goals, you're in the right place. Here's your host, educator, photographer, and mac and cheese lover, Jenna Kutcher. Hey, this episode, it's a big one because it's essentially the top Instagram tips we've ever shared on this show in one big place. And so instead of bogging it down with a paid sponsor, we wanted to share a few ways that you can get a little more help on growing your Instagram for free. So I created an entirely free hour-long training about how you can grow your account and get your next 1,000 followers by only spending like 20 minutes a day. And I'm sure you're already devoting time to the platform and you're trying different things. And so what would it look like if you could just devote one hour to learn sound strategy taught by yours truly? I break down how the algorithm really works, the one post you have to have on your account this week, and how you can convert followers into paying clients with just one easy step. So if you head to teachmeinsta.com, you can save your seat and then all you have to do is show up, sit back and learn my best strategies. And I'll even share how you can join my full Instagram training program if you think you need someone to hold your hand and walk you through it all. And if you think that I'm the right girl to do it. Again, that's teachmeinsta.com, T-E-A-C-H-M-E-I-N-S-T-A.com. So pour some coffee and I'll see you inside the class. Oh, engagement. Let's start there. I remember when I started my business as a wedding photographer, and that word was the first step of the relationship with my clients. Now, engagement is the first step of building an active community on Instagram, a community who will hopefully convert from a follower to an email list subscriber and then to a paying customer. Engagement on Instagram is more important than that follower count next to your name. Strong engagements make you algorithm proof and ensures your message is getting to the eyes and ears of your ideal client. In episode number 203, you've been dying to know this about Instagram. I answered all of your questions about Instagram and my very first piece of advice was all about engagement. Here we go. Here is what you need to have in every single post, a call to action. What action do you want your followers to take after they're done reading your caption? Do you want them to double tap? Do you want them to comment below? Should they click the link in your profile? Should they go encourage someone else or tag a friend below? And so you want to make sure that at the end of every single caption, you ask yourself, so what do I want these people to do? Because a lot of times we're not even inviting engagement. And if you look at your own user habits, you're likely just scrolling. You're not even stopping to double tap. You're not leaving comments. And so how can you expect other people to do that if that's not your own user behavior? And so I like to think of myself as the queen of engagement, but I genuinely show up. I make sure that what I'm writing is worth reading. And then I hang out for a while and encourage the other people to engage. Because let me tell you, when people see that I am online and engaging and commenting back on comments, they are far more likely to engage with my post. Episode 203 also digs into hashtags, how to push people to a website when you don't have 10,000 followers, tips for making your bio stand out, 
It's a really great place to start if you have many of the common questions when it comes to getting started or restarted with Instagram and owning your strategy. But engagement deserves way more focus, and I've spent a lot of time breaking down my strategies and secrets for getting those double taps and even for going viral. In episode 123, the secret behind my most liked Instagram posts ever, I take a hard look and analyze the posts that receive the most double taps of anything I've ever posted. While a lot of social media experts will argue that there's no secret sauce to going viral, I know I figured out at least a few of the ingredients to creating a post that captures my audience, earns their likes, and gets shared over and over again, ultimately growing my audience and reach. Here we go. If you've been hanging out on Instagram and following me for any amount of time, you know that my feed isn't just filled with marketing tips or sales pitches. It's filled with long captions, and I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry, and a lot of heart. In my feed, I tell stories of my marriage, my life, our travels, and the hard crap that I go through. And of course, I share my work. But if you've ever attended an Instagram webinar of mine or listened to the episodes where I talk about my approach to social media you know that it is so much more than just a marketing pitch for me. It's about connection, real connection that can reach through phone screens and settle into the hearts of strangers. I often talk about my feed being this place where I am just aiming to make people feel like they're not alone, to make them feel like they are enough just as they are. And that honestly is so much more important to me than selling any programs or gaining any followers. So many people have asked me how I grew my following. Like, they think I have this secret. And the truth is, is that I really don't believe that secrets exist. The kind of connection that leads people to talk about me like I'm their best friend. The same kind of connection that leaves people telling their friends about me. And that, my friends, has been the secret to my growth through serving people that are already showing up for me so well that they come back and they bring friends. Every time I go to an event or I get the opportunity to meet my followers, they always say, I feel like I already know you or I've told everyone about you and I know that you don't even know I exist, but here I am. And the truth is, is that I do know that you exist. I do know who you are. I see you, I hear you, and I'm creating for you. And that's part of the reason why I put my body out there. Now, it's no surprise that I am a giant fan of analytics. I am obsessed with numbers. In fact, in episode number 15, I shared that I was afraid to tell you guys how obsessed I can get with the numbers associated with things. For me, in a creative world where very few things are concrete and measurable, numbers give me this relief so that when I started to dig into my Instagram analytics, I wasn't entirely shocked at the results. In fact, I smiled because 95% of my top performing posts had nothing to do with marketing or anything that I was selling. They had to do with something I am so passionate about my mission, my message, something that I struggle with every single day, and that's body confidence. Now, to get the whole story and my advice before you start showing up in your underwear on Instagram, listen to the full episode, episode 123. Speaking of underwear pics, sorry, dad, if he still doesn't like them, one of the most downloaded episodes of Gold Digger ever is all about Instagram growth. 
It's the questions I get asked all the time. Now, my personal account is closing in on 800,000 followers and the account for Gold Digger gains thousands of followers each month. So how do we do it? How do these accounts keep growing at a consistent pace? Well, it all came down to a month-long experiment that I get into in episode 155, how I doubled my Instagram growth in one month flat. Here's a peek at what inspired my Instagram experiment in episode 155. This might be my favorite episode ever. I had realized that any time I shared an image with me in it, it did three times better than anything else. Three times. That is a lot. Even if you have 10 likes, three times 30, that's a lot. If you have a thousand likes, three times 3,000, that's a lot. And I started to realize that whenever I was getting approached to do collaborations or influencer programs, they made sure that I was in the photo. These brands were very, very conscious of what was happening. And so I was like, what? Like, how are these photos of me doing the best? Like, I was this girl. If you scroll back in my feed, you will not see me. Because I was the one sharing the perfectly styled bouquets or macaroons or beach sunsets. I was sharing the sleek white backgrounds and minimal decor. But As my brand has grown and as things have changed and shifted and as the marketing world continues to evolve, the numbers weren't lying. My best performing photos had me in it and I was shocked. In that episode, I dig into the month I spent posting photos of me and only me and the results that absolutely blew me away and influenced the decisions I made when planning my Instagram strategy moving forward. Yes, you need an Instagram strategy. Let's talk about it. Instagram is a powerful tool for building community, for sharing your message, documenting your legacy, and finding your ideal client. And so something that powerful needs to have a strategy to ensure you're using it to its best and fullest potential. I get it. It's overwhelming to think about what you will post and when you will post it and which words will perfectly complement your photo and inspire engagement. It's too much to think about in real time. And that's why my team and I rely on our favorite workflow method, batch working. We batch all of our content for Instagram so that we have a set plan of the photos that we'll post to our feed and pre-written captions to go along with them. So there's never any question or stress about what we are going to share on Instagram. Of course, we've got an entire Gold Digger episode all about this strategy. Episode 173, how to batch your content for Instagram and save hours. And this is a step-by-step manual to incorporate this method into your own Instagram strategy. Take a quick listen at the first step you should take when preparing a batch of Instagram photos and captions. Here we go. Determine the stories that you want to tell and who it is that you want to reach. What are the stories that you want people to know about you? Who are the clients that you're trying to reach? Really think about your following and who your ideal client is. Are your posts currently serving them or are you just reaching your peers? Are you trying to convince your mom that you made the right decision to quit your job? Who are you posting for? Are you posting for your ego? Because 
Instagram doesn't have to be this narrow pigeonhole topic. You don't have to just talk about the same thing over and over and over again and hope it falls in the lap of the right person. For me, my ideal follower is mid-20s to mid-30s. It's female who has big dreams, a big heart, and is always willing to bet on herself. She may relate to me in my journey with body insecurity or infertility, or she may be showing up for business inspiration. But whatever facet she is there for, I want to ensure that I'm reaching her, that I'm serving her, that I'm hearing her, that she knows that she is being appreciated. To ensure that I'm doing this, I want to make sure that I'm hitting my big topics frequently. A post about body image, a business tip, an encouraging quote, whatever it might be, it's easy to use these topics to create a general pattern to post in ensure that you are reaching your whole audience fully. Now, I have many different audiences following me, but the truth is, is that I'm not alienating any of them because when I am posting, I'm speaking so directly to that ideal client that if it's not for everyone else, they just keep scrolling. They don't unfollow. They don't get angry. They might not double tap it, but the people that I'm speaking to hear it so loud and clear that they're ready to engage. So how can we make the most out of this? I want for you to think about who follows you. What do they like to check in for week after week? What do you have to offer them? How are you solving a problem for them or easing a pain point or inspiring them or simply bringing them joy? Use this knowledge to build up your messaging. When you pick those five general topics that you feel like you are known for and think about how you can cycle through them in a way that is authentic and true to you, you are going to serve your audience so much better in the process and they're going to know you, like you, and trust you so much more. And guys, we know how powerful the know, like, and trust factor is. And so why are we just constantly spitting out marketing message without showing up and serving? While we're on the topic of batching content for Instagram, we have to talk about the app that we use to plan and achieve a cohesive aesthetic on both the Gold Digger account and my personal Instagram feed. It's called Plan, and the app was created by Christy Lawrence, who is making a name for herself in the otherwise male-dominated tech world. Christy is a master at creating a stunning and follow-worthy Instagram grid, and her expertise inspired her to create a tool that allows you to drag and drop photos, plan captions and hashtags and otherwise simplify and strategize Instagram content. Plan is now a staple in Team Jenna Kutcher's Instagram strategy. And I promised you new and never before shared tips in this episode dedicated entirely to Gold Digger's best Instagram advice. So I reached out to Christy at Plan to dig deeper into the topic of Instagram strategy. Here it is. How would you advise somebody who's totally stressed out or they're almost paralyzed to even post? Like, where should they begin in terms of setting up a feed or planning posts in advance with or without your app? Like, what would you recommend in that term? First of all, just kind of breathe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I do get a lot of messages from people saying, hey, I haven't posted in about six months. How do I get started again? And for me personally, it's sitting down and like you said, creating that story. And there's, you know, four or five major themes, which you touched on earlier, actually, like, do you educate someone? Do you inspire someone? And, or do you want to create a community? So, I mean, I am biased because I built this feature into plan that you can create that strategy first, and then you can overlay the images over the top. And the way to make that cohesive feed, whether you're in an app or any other way, is being consistent about your filter. So, 
and being consistent about what you post. So if I was posting about, you know, an app and then suddenly I spent 10 photos posting about shoes, you'd be like, what on earth is this? And just like unfollow immediately. So being really intentional about what you post and understanding the business goals of why. A lot of people ask me, you know, should I just delete all my posts and start again? I'm like, no, because people only scroll. Mm. <laughs> they only scroll a couple of things. Like as soon as you've posted five or six images, your feed's back to normal. So, you know, just, just start usually is my first thing, just start. And then if you're looking at, oh gosh, I, you know, it's not cohesive and I don't really understand how to do it. Go to a feed that you're really inspired by. Is it a really busy feed? Is it a really minimal feed? And analyze the uh, perspectives of the photos. And this sounds really crazy, but if you have a look at most of the feeds that do really well and probably Jenna's feed as well, there's a lot of beautiful white space because when you go to a feed, your eye needs to be drawn to, you know, really relaxing you don't want to be overwhelmed I mean but some people like that so if you like that way I personally like the more relaxed feeds because my life is a bit crazy and what I would recommend is that if you're doing a flat lay you wouldn't put a flat lay next to a flat lay or a wide shot next to a wide shot it's that it's mixing the perspectives and that's why the app has been really helpful because you can drag and drop and put them in that row to figure out if you think it's going to be cohesive enough. And a lot of people say that it's like a whole creative outlet just designing your feed. But it is. It is pretty fun. And coming up with your create the way that you want to portray your brand to the world. Have some fun with it. Nobody's the same. Everyone's really – don't copy someone. Like, get inspired by someone, but do it your way. I love Christy's tips here. Get inspired by a feed and use that inspiration to build your own. Play with your perspectives in your photos. Apply the same filter or preset and keep consistent coloring in each photo. And always stick to that story and those four to five things that speak directly to your ideal client and build that engagement with your following. If you want to try plan and incorporate the app into your own Instagram strategy, go to JK plan. That's J K P L A N N for one month free when you subscribe. Again, J-K-P-L-A-N-N so that you can try out our personal favorite app for planning out our Instagram posts and you can enjoy. Hey, it's me again. I just wanted to pop in with one more free Instagram tool to help you if you're feeling a little stuck. So of course, I hope you join my hour-long bootcamp at teachmeinsta.com. But if you're thinking you just don't have another hour to devote to this app, and you're wondering if you're even cut out for the gram, I want you to spend just one minute finding out what kind of Instagrammer you are. That's right. I made a BuzzFeed style quiz that's going to break down what kind of Instagrammer you are and help shed a light on how you're currently using the app and how you can grow using the strengths you already possess. So are you a queen of the squares? Are you a total lurker or someone who'd rather be behind the scenes? I'll equip you and connect you to free resources that will help you rock the app no matter how you are using it. Head to igquiz.com and spend just one minute answering 10 questions and I'll hook you up with my freakishly accurate results. That's igquiz.com. Hit pause and go take the quiz. I cannot wait to find out what type of Instagrammer you are. Now we've talked a lot about the Instagram feed and sharing photos that connect and engage, but let's shift on another aspect of Instagram that deserves plenty of attention. Instagram stories. Now, first off, I know Instagram stories can be intimidating, absolutely, but it is so incredible because it allows you to connect with your audience in real time and beyond, and it adds an irreplaceable level of humanness and uniqueness to your brand. You get to draw in your potential clients and spread your message in an authentic way for free. 
Now, episode 181, Beat the Algorithm, How to Rock Your Instagram Stories. That one is filled with tips to get past the intimidating nature of Instagram stories and show up for your audience sharing those real life moments in real time. One of my favorite ways to do this is to peel back the curtain and show the not always Instagram worthy creative process of my business. Here is the quick tip. Go behind the scenes. And one of my favorite ways to use Instagram stories is to let people peek behind the curtain. Like, I want them to see what a normal workday looks like or a big project. And it's a fun way to naturally invite them to be a part of what I'm doing and include them on the journey. For example, I always pop up on my stories on the days that I record a ton of Gold Digger episodes in order to give them sneak peeks at guests, at topics, and at my setup, which is usually me in yoga pants, uh, sitting at a desk, not looking too glamorous with way too many drink cups around me. (laughs) And although it may seem like a small choice to let people in behind the scenes, it creates a spark for them to be excited about upcoming episodes and to give them a sneak peek of what it really looks like when I record so that they can feel more engaged in the process. Now, doing this on stories is such a great option as we all know the journey isn't exactly Instagram worthy material, but stories allow me to explain the process in a super authentic way. And so whether you're writing a book or working on a blog post series or rebranding or launching a new product, when you can share bits and pieces to get your audience engaged in the journey, they're going to be able to feel like they are a piece of your story. Now, one thing that I think is really cool, and maybe this is just me, but whenever you meet somebody and then you get to go see where they live, you can kind of visualize their lives happening there. I know when we first moved into our new home in Minnesota, Drew's parents came to visit and his mom kept saying, it's just so nice to visualize like where you wake up in the morning and where you guys sit and drink your coffee. And there's something so special about that. And so going behind the scenes kind of lets people in and lets them visualize like when you're listening to this show, I kind of know what to visualize as you recording it. And so I I really like behind the scenes. It's like going backstage at a concert. Who doesn't want to peek behind the curtain to see what really goes on before your final product reaches the audience? Go back and listen to episode 181 for my full lesson on Instagram stories. Before I get into some of the expert advice shared by past Gold Digger guests, can we talk about something that you should not be doing on Instagram? I see this popping up in the Gold Digger Podcast Insiders group all the time. So let's revisit the topic of Instagram pods. Bottom line, these so-called engagement pods are actually hurting your engagement and could be stunting your following and your business growth. In episode number 65, yes, we are throwing it way back where I talk about why Instagram pods might be hurting your business. I dive into what an Instagram pod looks like and all the reasons why they're not the key to beating the algorithm. Take a listen. What is an Instagram pod? So an Instagram pod is generally speaking a group of 10 to 20 ish accounts that have similar interests or similar businesses, similar taste content, you know, the whole thing. And what they do is those 10 to 20 accounts, they join together and promote one another's accounts. So basically how it works is this 10 to 20 group of people are going to group together and they are going to commit to liking one another's posts leaving comments, engaging when the post goes live to try and beat the algorithm, proving to Facebook or Instagram that that content is indeed valuable and being engaged with. 
So basically when you think about it, it's like a group of people coming together saying, Hey, I'll like your post. If you like mine, kind of the I'll scratch your back. If you scratch my mentality, which at first sounds really good, but you know, your mom said, if it sounds too good to be true, it likely is. And I truly believe that that is the case. So here's the biggest issue that I have with Instagram pods is if you think about it, you're teaming up with artists or people that have similar interests, passions, businesses, and you are all liking each other's content. So first off, that is telling the app that you truly enjoy engaging with your peers content. And therefore, it's going to show you more things that are like them and not necessarily get you in front of your dream clients accounts. It's just going to get you in front of their accounts, which remember they're your competition or your community. And so basically you're tricking Instagram into saying, I really, really, really like this stuff and I want to see more of it. And you're going to see that your feed is inundated with other people doing what you're doing. Now, that might not sound like freaky or scary or anything weird, but I want to come at this from maybe an unpopular approach and talk a little bit about why this freaks me out. I know I stopped the clip just as it was getting good, but you need to hear all of episode 65 to understand why I'm not a fan of Instagram pods and what you can do instead that will have a more positive effect on your business that'll bring you more authentic engagement. That episode and all the episodes featured in this show are linked at jennacutcherblog.com slash best of Instagram. Now, I'm so lucky to welcome so many inspiring guests who bring their expertise to Gold Digger each and every week. Since Instagram is such a hot topic for both myself and the industries that my guests work in, you better believe we talk about the app in almost every conversation we have on the show. And while it was so hard to narrow down some of the best advice from guests for this episode, I chose these guests because they address some of the most common questions and concerns that I see landing in my DMs and in the Gold Digger Podcast Insiders Facebook group, like how can I make money as an influencer without having 10,000 followers? And do I need a personal photographer to follow me around to make it big on Instagram. And in a world where everyone is sharing perfectly curated images, how do we stay authentic in our feeds? I loved talking to Puno about the first topic in episode 228, become an Instagram influencer with these tips. So listen to our insight on what brands are looking for when it comes to partnering with someone on Instagram. Yes, even if you don't have 10,000 followers, this tip is for you. When they look at your account, they look at not just, you know, you know, how many followers you have. Sure, of course, that's one of the maybe the first things that they look at. But then they look at your content and they're like, wow, I haven't seen something like that before. That's really interesting. And they think about their brand and then they look at your comments. Mm -hmm. That is like the number one thing right now that we're getting a request for is what are their comments like? How are people talking to them? How can we like show... They just want a faster way to show that the comments aren't just pods. Mm-hmm. Like they're actually creating conversation. They're like, you know, I asked them too. I was like, does it matter like how long their comments are? They're like, no. I mean, if the comment gets them to have their community comment back, like that's what we love. And so we haven't actually cracked that yet, unfortunately, for brands. So we have to tell brands like, no, I mean, you got to do it the old school way of just like looking and actually reading all of these comments, that's when you really will get a great idea of like what their community is all about and how they talk to them. 
And I think that like, I mean, just me as I'm not an, I am an influencer. (laughs) (laughs) That's not like my, that's not the first thing I will think of about myself. So, but you're right. I am. And what I realized too, is because I personally just love my friends that have started uh, businesses and they end up being sustainable or they, you know, are trying to move the needle that way, I will talk about it and I'll like go off on it. And when that happens, two things happen. Like my community is like, whoa, this is amazing. Like I love it. And like the comments are huge. And then brands are like, I want you to talk about my brand that way. And I want people to react that way too. So like anytime I do some kind of post that's just you know, is passionate and like talks about another brand. Those are the kinds of conversation brands are looking for. Absolutely. I think it's so huge too, because a lot of times people are so fixated on that number that they're not even thinking about like actually connecting or actually having influence. And it's hilarious because I feel like the people that ask like, how do I become an influencer? They're not openly sharing things that they just naturally love unpaid. They're not talking about products they're using or software they love or apps that they love or or things like that. They're not even like putting themselves out there in that capacity. And I feel like if brands are truly looking for micro influencers, they want to see one, that somebody has influence, but two, that they feel comfortable sharing things that they genuinely love and that their audience buys into that. Don't you agree? Yeah, for sure. Now, my friend Jenny of I Spy DIY shared a familiar social media story on Gold Digger episode number 88 titled Social Media, How Much of What We See is True. And in this interview, she talks about trying to live up to a persona she created for herself on Instagram and what it was like to finally share her authentic self and serve her audience with content that was true to who she was. Listen to this clip about her early Instagram strategy and how it's changed for the better. There was a time when I wanted to do four Instagram posts a day. I was set on four Instagram posts a day, which is a lot of content And I was going out and I was buying stuff just so I could Instagram it. I mean, like, I don't like macaroons, like, which I know is like (laughs) such a faux pas to say, but I don't like them. But I would go and buy macaroons so I could arrange them nicely on a plate and take a photo of that and get a latte with like a little heart in it and do all that kind of stuff. I don't drink lattes and I don't like macaroons. So I would be like, okay, cool. And I would just throw those things away, which I was like, what am I doing? Like, that's so wasteful. It is not even really a representative of who I am. And at the end of the day, like, I think my readers are like, what's what is, is that bringing to them? <laughs> yeah. Like, what is that bringing to them? I was talking right. to one of my amazing entrepreneur friends and she was saying it's low hanging fruit is what it is. Mm-hmm. Like you're doing that to get people. Cause you know, a photo It'll of that well. will do well. Mm -hmm. And I loved that. And she's like, we got to challenge ourselves to come up with content that's not low hanging fruit. Mm -hmm. And that's when I kind of was like, you know what? I, I want to try to, you know, provide a little bit more service and, you know, with some of my room makeovers and my renovations and, and my DIY projects, I was like, I, I'll feel better if I skip a day and don't post, and then post something that I like and feel like it provides some service and, you know, 
helps me and my Instagram followers, like provide some sort of service. Like ultimately Mm -hmm. I feel better. So with more quality over quantity. Heck yes, quality over quantity all day long. Now, one final guest I want to feature for Instagram Insight is Kathleen Barnes. If you don't watch Kathleen's Instagram stories, get on that because she has perfected her own authentic way of showing up on Instagram in order to serve her audience and entertain them big time. Kathleen's episode number 182 titled Social Media Influencer 101, Ask a Blogger Anything, was the no-filter look at what it's really like to be a blogger. She answered questions about making a full-time income, rebranding her blog, and planning her content calendar. One of my favorite answers, though, was to this question. For real, who takes your pictures? I love this question. Jasmine, I do too. For me... So when we first started, like, you know, taking more high resolution photos, Christian and I totally taught ourselves. I think at the time we were engaged, maybe, and he would take all of my photos. And then as we kind of continued to grow, obviously, I wanted to, I was like, okay, you don't need to do this for me anymore. So he still probably takes, I'd say 50 to 60% of my photos. And then I personally work with professional photographers or I actually have a lot of equipment myself and have taken photography classes. So I know some other bloggers that also have a good eye. And sometimes we've taken each other's photos. So I think there are different things that work for different people. A lot of it depends on where you live. Cause you know, obviously Jenna knows that she's a professional photographer and very talented that photographers specialize in different things. So some photographers focus on weddings and some focus on family portraits and some shoot bloggers a lot during the week, just as a way to like make some cash before big projects on the weekend. But sometimes you'll contact photographers who primarily focus on, you know, wedding photography, and they might quote you like really expensive because they're not hundred percent sure, you know, how it goes in terms of like, there's way less editing. And like most bloggers prefer to select the photos themselves. So that takes some of the workload off of a photographer. So I think like I just moved to San Francisco and I started, I follow a lot of girls who live in San Francisco. And so I started to look to see if they were crediting photographers and kind of ask them if they'd recommend anyone. So in the beginning, again, I was trying to keep my overhead really low. And so I forced my husband to take the photos. (laughs) But as I was willing to invest more in my business, I was willing to pay a photographer. Kathleen had so many great tips on blogger life, so tune into her full episode to hear more. That episode and all of the episodes featured in today's show are linked at jennacutcherblog.com slash best of Instagram. Holy smokes, guys, it is wild looking back at all of the content shared on Gold Digger from day one, all about this powerful little photo app that can be an awesome tool to grow your community, your influence, and your business. To find out what type of Instagrammer you are and how to own your awesome on the app, whether you love it or you hate it, head to igquiz.com and take my buzz feed style quiz in under a minute. And I've heard I have freakishly accurate results and they even bring some people to tears. That's igquiz.com and get connected with insight, resources, and strategies to help you stand out on our favorite platform, Instagram. That's it for your Instagram goodness. I hope today's episode is leaving you overflowing, inspired, encouraged, and excited to share your world on the app. And hey, since you now know the power of showing up and sharing, take a screenshot of you tuning into this show 
or take a photo, a selfie of you tuning in and pop it into your Instagram stories and tag me so that I can say, hey, and thanks for listening. Until next time, gold diggers, keep on digging your biggest golds. And I cannot wait to hang out with you over on Instagram. Thanks for listening to the Gold Digger Podcast. Dive into the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at www.golddiggerpodcast.com. If you love the show, share it with a friend. The more the merrier. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time, you gold digger you.